Arsenal are set to make a third bid for Kieran Tierney. Pepe trains with the first team and Bielik joins Derby. All that and more on today's edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. Hello, good afternoon and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by the last man standing with loserpool.com, bringing you another live stream podcast. Uh, guys, let us know how you're finding the live streams. I'm really enjoying doing them. Um, lots to talk about today, as always. And we're going to start by talking about Kieran Tierney, Arsenal are expected to make a third bid for the uh, Scottish left-back. Celtic manager Neil Lennon says he wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal made another attempt to sign him. The Premier League club have failed with two bids. That's been confirmed by Celtic. The second of £25 for Tierney, who is nearing full fitness after double hernia surgery. Uh, So this is what Lennon had to say. He said, I imagine there will be offers coming in for certain individual players. The asking price hasn't been met and the clubs know what the asking price is. So until that valuation is met, then thankfully we don't have a decision to make. If we're talking about Arsenal, they have five or six days to come back in with a revised offer. The closer it comes to the end of the window and then something crops up, we are prepared for that aspect of it. But it's not welcome. So uh, Neil Lennon uh, clearing that up. He does expect Arsenal to go in with the third bid. Doesn't mean Arsenal are going to do it, but, you know... uh, It seems like we've been pursuing this player throughout the whole summer. So I fully expect Arsenal to make that third bid. And all the the reports and the conversations that are going on around this would suggest that too. So I firmly expect uh, Arsenal to make that third bid for Neil Neil Lennon's player, Kieran Tierney. Let me know what you think in the comments. Uh, Is Kieran Tierney the final piece of the jigsaw? Can Arsenal go on next season and achieve Champions League qualification if we're able to bring in Kieran Tierney as well as the players we've already got, the uh, you know the midfield maestro Danny Ceballos, we've got uh, William Saliba who of course will join us next season. But we've also gone and splashed the cash on Pepe. That's a huge signing, isn't it? Let me know your thoughts uh, on all the latest news and uh, yeah, uh, hit us up in the comments. Right, let's uh, flick over to a, another story. Uh, Christian Bielik, as I mentioned. Uh, has joined Derby County online uh, on I was going to say on loan there sorry but it's not on loan is it it's a permanent deal Christian Bielik signs for Derby five years uh, is the length of the contract and if we have a look at the details here as reported by Sky Sports the Gunners will receive an initial fee worth seven and a half million pounds for Dar- from Derby for the under 21 year old Bielik of course spent last season on loan with Charlton helping them secure promotion to the championship via the playoff route. Uh, He joined Arsenal from Legia Warsaw in 2015 for £2 million, but has only made two senior appearances for the club since then. Bielik had this to say, I'm glad I joined Derby. You have a great coach here. I'm looking forward to it a lot because I know I can learn a lot from the gaffer. I want to learn a lot from the manager because I think he can help me to improve myself. I can't wait to join the lads on the pitch and I can't wait for the first game. So Christian Bielik excited by the prospect of working with Philip Koku, um, as lots of young midfielders would be. If you remember Philip Koku, he was a fantastic player and uh, understandably 
you know, these guys are, are excited to work with him and, and, you know, you fully understand why. Right, let's move on uh, to our next uh, point of discussion on today's stream. Just a brief one. It is Friday. Uh, I'm putting my feet up a bit later on, um, covering a game tomorrow, Brentford versus Birmingham City. So uh, I'm going to get some much needed rest in this, this evening. Uh, Nicolas Pepe uh, took part in his first group training session with the Arsenal today. Um, after having joined uh, earlier on this week, or yesterday it was announced, it was in the pipeline for a few days though. You can see the players there giving him a round of applause. And there's lots of photos on the uh, Arsenal website. If we scroll down here, you'll see some pictures of the guys training. There's Alexander Lacazette, uh, Danny Ceballos throwing a ball against the wall. Is that modern day training? Jesus. Um, there's old Martinelli. I'm not sure. Who's number 60? Hmm. That's escaped me. Uh, here he is having a duel with uh, Lucas Torreira. Uh, Aubameyang leaping there. Again, Pepe up against Torreira in training. Smiles with Matteo Genduzzi. Ozil and Socrates. Yes, uh, a funny combination those two, aren't they? Uh, Pepe, again with that ball. And, and it, we come back to the picture of all of them training. It looks as though... Um, there are smiles on the faces of everybody uh, in training at the moment. Excitement ahead of the new season. Fingers crossed that can translate onto the pitch. But one of my favourite pictures here is this one. Seeing Rob Holding back in training is massive for Arsenal. Um, and also seeing Emil Smith-Rowe because they're two players who've had their injury issues. Uh, so glad to see the pair uh, back and in training. Now, the last thing I want to share with you guys is uh, something a little bit different. Well, let me find it. Bear with me a second. Here we go. Right. So I received an email yesterday uh, from somebody over at uh, BT Sport. He emailed the Chronicles of Aguna with this. Um, You've probably heard about this on the TV. It's called The Script. I think a, a few groups of uh, analytical companies, uh, Squawker was one of them. I think uh, Opta was another one, and Google, I think, were the three, if I'm not mistaken, got together and have tried to predict the Premier League season, exactly what's going to happen. It's a little bit of an experiment, but they've asked me to share this on the Chronicles of Aguna and let us know what you guys think about this too. Um, like I said, BT Sport have reached out. I've sent this out. Um, I'm sure they've sent it to other podcasts too um, and various other people, but this is what it says now. <laughs> Here we go. Starting in reverse. Uh, so this is predicting Arsenal's game week one to five. It says the Emirates expects progress, but things get ugly in a hurry as Arsenal lose three of their five opening Premier League games. The first North London derby ends 2-2. They drop to 15th, just below Sheffield United. And then game week six to 18, this is what they've predicted. Same old Arsenal. The Europa League campaign begins with a shock loss to pile on the pressure. But Arsenal rally in classic fashion. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang smashes four past Aston Villa. The Gunners are on a 10-match unbeaten run at home and abroad. But all good things must end. Southampton and Man City win at the Emirates to once again sour the mood. A fling 4-4 against West Ham sums up the chaos that is Unai Emery's Arsenal. Meanwhile, they top their Europa League group. So that's uh, that bit. Uh, they've marked the number of defeats that we're going to have. Um... Hold on, have they? Home defeats. They Oh, they've marked down how many home defeats we've had. And uh, they've put that we're going to have as many as we had back in 2010, 2011. Interesting. Uh, game weeks 19 to 32. This is their prediction. Arsenal complete a rare double by beating Man United at home on New Year's Day. 
Murder on the Dance Floor. Aubameyang is the star attraction again. He's a, he's a man on a mission to power Arsenal into the top four. But as a team, the Gunners veer between awesome and atrocious. They edge past PSV in Europe, back at home, Everton win at the Emirates, leading to another chorus of boos. Man City smashed them 3-0. They are relieved it is not more. Jesus, this is all doom and gloom, isn't it? And then game week 33 to 38, uh, this is what they've gone with. It seems only the Europa League can save them. They draw Man United. Arsenal abandon all hope and crash out 3-2, just as they feared. Fans are more sad than angry. Once again, they rally. Aubameyang and Lacazette lead a demolition of high-flying Liverpool, but they drop too many points and end up trophyless with another fifth-place finish. So that's what their prediction system has worked out for Arsenal. Not sure, you know, uh, how exactly they've worked this out, uh, how it comes, you know, all together, but... Jesus, they're pretty confident about it. They made some really bold statements there. Let us know what you think. You can find the full script uh, on BT Sports website. I'll leave the link in the description for those of you who want to read it in more detail. Uh, let's flick over now to uh, some of your comments. Uh, bear with us just a second. We'll get those up on the screen and we'll start uh, interacting with you guys uh, who are currently with us. Uh, let's have a look. Right. Um, yo, I think that's meant to say from Arsenal Nation. How you doing, mate? Uh, Sasid Wasami. Do you think Ivan Gazidis and Arsene Wenger held us back in the sense Ivan Gazidis is a bald fraud and Arsene Wenger laughed off the idea of a director of football and sporting director and thus we didn't get a modern football structure? Um, I think that they've held us back in some ways, but I don't think it was intentional like some people would have you believe I don't think that uh, I don't know about Ivan Gazidis but I, I'd certainly say that I don't think Arsene Wenger held us back uh, on purpose Arsene Wenger loved Arsenal Football Club there's no doubt about that he still does and I think to question that is a little bit disrespectful to a man who gave so much to the club and I know he's gone now and we shouldn't keep talking about him but he did have opportunities to move on and he chose not to and, and we should be grateful for all the good things Arsene Wenger done for the club. Yes, there was some bad towards the end, but I don't for a second think that it was, uh, you know, it was done on purpose or, or because he's being malicious. I genuinely think that whatever Arsene Wenger did, he did it um, with the best interest of the club at heart. And it, his approach was wrong. We all know that now. But to say it was, you know, because he laughed off the idea and didn't want to do... Uh, didn't want the club to progress. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he thought that not having a director of football, not having a sporting director was the best thing for Arsenal. So uh, that's kind of where I stand on that. Russ Morgan. Good afternoon, mate. We need a centre-back as well. I agree with you. In an ideal world, uh, it would be nice uh, to see Arsenal bring in a couple of players, wouldn't it? Uh, Cannon Fodder TV. Afternoon, Harry. What a day yesterday. Do check them out here on YouTube too. Uh, Sassid comes back with another comment. Also, I give Emery a lot of stick, but the team left by Arsene Wenger and Ivan Gazidis was awful. Only Obert, Lacquer and Holding were at the proper quality. The rest were either in their 30s or came through the academy. Yeah, fair, fair points there. Uh, Arsenal scout 16, but we need to find a system that gives a balance to our attack. Absolutely agree. We need a system that gives us a balance to our entire team. We need to be defensively solid. We need to have... Uh, you know, uh, 
the fluidity within our team to go forward and attack and break people down, but without losing that defensive stability that, you know, it is so important in the Premier League nowadays. Uh, Canon Fodder TV, are Arsenal fans asking too much? Do we still need the Tierney deal? Some players will need to be sold before we can have more incoming. This might be controversial, but I think we need a centre-back more than we need Kieran Tierney. But it appears that Arsenal have been unable to identify a centre-back um, during this transfer window who they feel would improve the side. And so it feels like they're going to pursue Tierney instead. Of course, Saliba's been signed. We won't see the benefits of that till next season. However, uh, we'll have to see, uh, of course, how all of this pans out. The PA Guna saw this on TalkSport the other day. Yeah, uh, it has been uh, in the media, uh, the uh, predictions thing, um, the script, as it's called. Uh, Darren Watson, does the Maguire deal for 80 million inflate the marketplace for any centre-back we may be trying to acquire? In a way, yeah, um, I think it inflates the Premier League marketplace. And when I say that, I mean it affects the deals done between Premier League clubs. I think when you look on the continent, I don't think that um, I, I don't think that you can say that the Maguire price will will have an in, impact on those uh, sort of clubs and their leagues and stuff. It has an inf an impact on this uh, market, the Premier League market. I, I think that's. Uh, what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, but for me, 80 million for Maguire is absolutely mad and I can't understand why anybody, let alone Manchester United, would pay that. Um, duh, duh, duh. The PA Guna comes back uh, regarding the script. TalkSport did that the other day, but they can't predict injuries. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Sassid's cleared up his comment. I meant unintentionally hold us back with a footballing structure not his tenure. Yeah, that, that that's what I'm saying as well. I, I don't think it was done uh, unintentionally, uh, sorry, intentionally um, in any way, shape or form. Tommy O'Donoghue uh, on the Wenger point. Wenger gave us some fantastic years football-wise. Years I'll never forget. Me too, mate. Andre Cossack says, I like the new graphics. Thank you so much, mate. Um, it's been a bit of a technical nightmare the last few days, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, da, da, da. George Uadia says the smoke that arose before we signed Pepe was so little that at first thought you would think you're going crazy. Do you see us signing Zaha? Because with the new management team, seems like everything is possible. I personally don't see us signing Zaha. I think that Arsenal have got their wide man now. And if Arsenal do have further funds available, it's all about improving that defence. And fingers crossed, they go out and get Tierney and get a centre back too. That would be my ideal end to the transfer window. Uh, Gerard B says, what about Pape Abu Cisse? Isn't he a good buy at $10 million? Uh, I think it'd be in euros um, because he's coming from Greece. But for me, I haven't seen a great deal of this player. I've heard glowing reviews. He's always sort of being spoken about in high esteem um, by the Greek media anyway. But that is not, you know, based on anything more than the reports I've seen. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, whether he's good enough for the Arsenal. But at 10 million euros or whatever they're quoting, it's not a huge gamble, is it? Limitless Football Academy. Ma massive shout out to Tez and all the guys there. Uh, give them a follow on Twitter. Defo need a centre-back who will lead us from the back. I'm happy with the signing so far, but would like to see more. Completely agree. Uh, Tank Dude OW, who do you think we will sign in the last days of the transfer market? And where do you think we'll finish in the league Really difficult to say, really difficult to say. I think that Arsenal um, have a really, really good chance of making the top four this season because of 
I don't think United are in a good state. I don't think that, you know, in spite of them signing Maguire, I don't think they'll be in a good state. I don't think that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the right man for them. There's question marks over Frank Lampard, whether he's the right man for Chelsea. And of course, they've got a transfer ban to contend with. So that will play a big part. And I feel like, you know, we had a really good opportunity to make the top four last season. We've got another uh, splendid opportunity to make that because of the circumstances. Um, and I think that, you know, City, Liverpool uh, and Spurs almost are probably nailed on uh, for the top three. And then after that, it's a battle between the three of us. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. OD behavior. Can't wait for the season to start and watch your shows. Seen the lineup for the show. Nice. Keep it up. Thanks very much, mate. Uh, we'll be bringing you lots and lots of shows over this season. More coverage than ever, uh, as I said on, on yesterday's show. We're bringing you daily streams. We'll be bringing you a review show on Mondays. And we'll be bringing you a preview show on Thursdays where we'll be speaking to fans and journalists associated with our weekend's opponents to get a bit more um, to get a bit more insight onto those teams. Rinat Sahab, Harry, how about yesterday signing Pepe? What do you think about maybe would it have been better to sign Malcolm from Barca? He was twice as cheap, I'm mean, half the price. And who would you take between them two? Thank you, like your channel. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, I think Pepe is a better player than Malcolm. I think Malcolm's career has not really taken off at Barcelona. He's just joined Zenit St. Petersburg, which kind of tells you all you need to know about the direction in which his career has gone since joining uh, Barcelona. Maybe didn't have as many opportunities as he could have, but ultimately hasn't made it. Um, duh, duh, duh. Los Bin says, we've got to get some defenders in. Agree. Um, let's see what else we've got. Nico F. Liverpool splash cash on the attack before getting Van Dijk. With hopefully Champions League football and more money, we can improve within two seasons. Let's be uh, patient. Last comment. We're going to go to Priyank Sonny. Do you think Bielik is that bad that Emery didn't want him in his plans? Personally, I think he would definitely be better than Mustafi. I don't think it's a case of Bielik being that bad. I think that you've got to be realistic about Bielik. Everybody keeps talking about how we should have kept him, etc., etc. And to a degree, I understand where they're coming from. But Bielik played well in League One. That's a massive step up to come into a Premier League side, especially one as big and, and where it's as pressurised as it is at Arsenal, and be expected to come in and fill a position that is so, so important. I think we're being a bit unrealistic. I don't think that Bielik has shown enough to say that he's ready to play at the very, very highest level. And the fact that he's joined Derby probably backs that point up. So that's just my view on that. Um, Mustafi's not good enough. We all know that. Um, but I'm not necessarily sure Bielik was a, a good answer or was the right answer. And I think that the fact we've got £10 million pounds, uh, for a player who's only ever made two appearances for Arsenal, who's been out on loan for most of his Arsenal career, who only cost us £2 million, I think is an absolute steal. Um, and we should be very, very pleased with that. Right, guys, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Today's stream will be back on Monday with more. Going to take a well-earned break over the weekend. I'll be, uh, like I said, I'll be at Brentford versus Birmingham City. I'll be at Griffin Park covering that game live uh, for Vavil. So uh, if you want to follow that one, follow me on Twitter at Harry Simu. Until then, take care. This is a Sofa Sports Media production. 
Follow us on Twitter at Sofa Sports Media. Subscribe to our Premier League show by searching for Sofa Sports Media on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you download them from. Join the Sofa Sports Media family to enjoy lots of exclusive content for the 2019-20 season. Sofa Sports Media. Subscribe, enjoy and join the discussions.